Hey there, and welcome to the Coaching Floors Podcast. This is Dr. Jen, and each week we'll be doing interviews to inform our listeners about techniques to help children with complex communication needs discover their voice with AAC. Stay tuned. Welcome back as we continue this week with our interview with Lori as she shares her insight on overcoming a brain tumor and advocating for children with complex communication needs. Tell me about a struggle you encountered and how you overcame it. If you just had a struggle. Okay. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. You're like, I could tell you about a hundred. Well, I've had to come to terms with the fact that I can't go back to the person I was before the tumor. Mm-hmm. And I still get frustrated by not being able to communicate things that I know that I would have said before more clearly. And sometimes I have to accept that the energy expenditure is not worth the gain. And, you know, I was always one to have the last word or get my point across, especially when it came to arguing with my kids. (laughs) I'm guilty of that. They might like this. Yeah. (laughs) I know my one son does. Um, But, uh, you know, it's, I have to consider the, time expenditure and if it's not worth the gain don't say it mm-hmm. and um i've gone from using a marker board and pecs in the icu and experiencing echolalia to not being detectable to the average person who doesn't know me well mm-hmm. yep. um and i've also had to accept that I probably won't be able to resume work as a therapist, but I try to, I'm trying to find ways around that, possibly by doing group therapy with clients uh, with cancer or veterans who may have brain, traumatic brain injuries, mm-hmm. because that's essentially what happened to me. Yeah. Like, they were digging around in my brain. You know, that has an effect on the brain. Mm-hmm. And um, fatigue from speaking extensively takes a toll on me. So I need to take that into consideration. Someone at a conference, um, brain tumor conference that was at Mayo, said that her dad puts on a baseball hat to say that he has to power down. And I go into the bedroom to rest and I tell people that I'm checking out, like, I told my son the other night with my family that um, we went to a busy restaurant and there were TVs all around and I said, just know that I'm going to check out, you know, right when we leave here and don't be offended by it. So I have to say things like that because I get too overwhelmed, but I know my limits. So the key is knowing one's limits. And I've always pushed the boundaries with my limits, and I'm um, uneasily accepting <laughs> that I have to um, adhere to my limits more, and my family is good at, about accepting that I need breaks. I am going off script. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about how it felt to have echolalia? You know, was that hard because you were just echoing was it that you echoed what people said or you echoed what was on tv tell me just a little bit more about that and how that felt or 
Well, um, mostly I noticed it uh, generally in the hospital, for the most part at UW, um, and I was there five days, and I noticed that the nurses would ask me a question and give me a choice, mm -hmm. and I'd automatically pick the second the of the two. Yeah. And I knew I wanted to pick the first, mm -hmm. but I couldn't pick it. Like, did it was they catch so on to that? And then, no. Then, oh, shoot. I had to write echolalia okay. on the marker board. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing that you could do that and that you know that that's what that was. And Well, I had previous training. Thank God. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And so uh, that had to be frustrating when you're just, you're not even selecting it. You're just echoing no. it back. Like, um, for instance, they offered me chocolate or vanilla pudding, or it was vice versa. Vanilla or chocolate pudding. And I wanted vanilla, but I couldn't, even though I wanted it, mm -hmm. I couldn't say Chocolate it. pudding came out. Yeah. And I was equally surprised. So then did you have behavior, like, sorry, but then did you start to throw a fit or anything? Like, to, um, like ah, you know, like, no, it's not what I wanted. You know, well, like waving your hands or. Honestly, um, I didn't have the effect that, uh other people with brain injuries do um, by being unpredictable and having behaviors mm -hmm. and um, but I really wanted to so I managed it but I know that uh, um, one time when OT came in they were fitting me for the brace and I wanted to say something and I just started crying mm -hmm. and I um, turned away from her and she knew that I was upset and I later apologized to her but I would have never done that ever. You're under significant mm -hmm. stress like holy cow I can't imagine. I typically work with children who use AAC. Is there anything different or unique we should consider for adults? Yeah, determine how they use communication to function in their daily life and what the source of difficulty is. Like, I was so frustrated at first because I couldn't pinpoint my struggle and I, had determined that it was working memory mm. and my cognitive functioning faculties were intact and um, my writing was intact but it's like having a bottleneck when I had to convert my thoughts into speech and it was like learning a new language at first and I wanted to say so much, but I could only fit so much out of my mouth. <laughs> um, and I function much better with writing than I do talking on the phone. And I don't mind 
uh, I used to not mind talking on the phone, but it gave me anxiety, gives me anxiety to do so now. And one way that I um, have a workaround is I tend to email people more, tend to text. My husband makes phone calls that are, um, you know, unavoidable. Um, my memory used to be like a steel trap and my working memory is not good at all. And I use Lumosity to, and word games to build up stamina. And you know, kids I've realized don't probably do things out of spite or wanting to act naughty. It's probably fatigue or inattention or brain fog. Mm -hmm. Like there's a whole host of uh, other factors that all create speech difficulties. Like, um, I can tell I'm getting tired and I'm stumbling more. And we don't know what kids' speech um, issues are. By. Yeah. You Trisha, know, when I interviewed her and was talking about children throwing temper tantrums, mm -hmm. and she said, Jen, a lot of times it's not because they're mad, because I was going at that angle. And she said a lot of times it's because they need help. Yep. But you're also bringing up a lot of times it could be fatigue, you know, and, and being tired and that. And maybe we they just don't know. Maybe they didn't get sleep from the night before mm -hmm. from the storm. Yeah. You know, it all impacts speech. And, you know, maybe there's a different bus driver and they didn't know if they'd get to school. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't know what goes through kids' mind. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to bring up a point uh, that uh, everybody has distractions, and I had rehab at Mercy, and the jackhammering was uh, an issue because of the new cancer center that was being built on, and it significantly inhibited my uh, progress, and we had to schedule the sessions uh, yeah and um well and the garbage truck came to empty the, the dumpster and i could notice that and often sensory things interfered with my communication it's too hot i have a headache or brain fog um there's noisy people in the waiting room mm -hmm. you know um, I pointed out to my speech pathologist several times, do you hear that noise? Never once did she hear, but I could only focus on that. Mm -hmm. And it's the same way with kids. Imagine, well, you know, uh, from experience, all the distractions that are present at school. Too many. You know, there's tons of stuff on the walls, the lights, the yeah. the heater. The other well, day was the water fountain. Some kid could be cooking a mm -hmm. pen on the table. Shuffling feet. Mm -hmm. It's a lot yeah. for a child to try to focus. Mm -hmm. The goal of this podcast is to help people discover their voice with AAC. If you could give us one tip, trick, or strategy, what would it be? I think don't ever think that communication tools are optional. 
Um, I was guilty of that when I was working at in a preschool. I forgot pecs from I to time to time, the iPad from time to time with the kid. Um, it's a recipe for behaviors, frustration, and distrust. Mm -hmm. And it's like I liken it to house keys or car keys, a wedding ring, a watch, a prox card. Anybody would feel lost without those mm -hmm. things. And, you know, you wouldn't like to have your boy, voice turned off with the volume um, when you're talking. And neither do kids. Mm -hmm. And it's imperative to have communication tools. And, you know, if you can't have access to the... Um, iPad or they forget it at home, substitute with PECs. I have a backup system. Yeah. When I do trainings, I have a picture of a person with duct tape over their mouth. Yeah. And I said, this is what it's like if the device is not with them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you feel lost without your phone. I would not go anywhere without it. No. <laughs> or my watch, like you said. <laughs> or my wallet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's always with me. Any final thoughts for our listeners today? Well, um, I considered this question uh, extensively, and I decided that what I want to get across is everyone has struggles, visible or not. You wouldn't know that I had brain tumor surgery if you saw me in the store, and People often don't know unless they follow me on Facebook. And I've had, um, you know, for kids and adults who have a lot of empathy, I have a lot of empathy for kids and adults who have communication difficulties, way more than I ever did before. And I can't help but find meaning in my situation because my cognitive and writing skills are as good as they ever were. And so I pride myself on educating people and advocating for populations uh, that may not be in the position to do so. And I wanna contribute to society and people with communication obstacles do too. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us today. I really appreciate it. and. You've added a lot to the conversation for our children and our, our students with AAC. So thank, thank you. If you could, subscribe to the podcast so you get notified when new episodes are released. And check out Coaching Flores on Facebook and CoachingFlores.com for downloads. I hope you heard something that inspires you. I'll see you next week.